Come on, let's bless that wonderful name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless that wonderful name. There's healing in that name. There's power in that name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You know what? My wife's the singer in the family, so I'm going to ask them, Andrew, if you guys can lead us for a few more minutes in that song. Let's let that power, that name keep coming through. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I've come to bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What a name. What a name. Hallelujah. What a name. Thank you, Jesus. If you notice the theme today, the name of Jesus, we're going to keep that going. We're going to keep that going today because there's no other name by which I'm saved. And you're going to hear me say that a few times today. No other name by which I'm saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you all for being here today. Um, just want to give honor to our pastor. Love him dearly. Sister Urshan, Sister Anna, and Sister Sophia. Uh, we love them and, and pray for them. Let's keep them in prayer. I'm going to tell you there's some exciting things coming up here at FAC. We're going to have some exciting times coming up. And let's keep him in prayer for what uh, God wants to lead him to do in Jesus' name. Amen. And as he always does, I just want to thank our guests. Can we give a clap for our guests? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. As he likes to say, you only come one time and then we claim you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want to kind of get right into the word today. Uh, don't expect to be long, but like I said, we're going to go continue in this theme that we've been talking about. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Hallelujah. We're going to look at Psalm verse, uh, or chapter 9, verse 10. Psalm 9 and 10, it says, And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I had a few thoughts um, God's put on my heart recently, but I kept coming back to this to, for today. I kept coming back to this today because that name is going to break some addictions today. That name is going to set some people free today. Hallelujah. Like Brother Fossil said, somebody's going to be baptized in the name of Jesus today. Hallelujah. What I feel like God put on my heart was he wants to reacquaint himself with some people. 
He wants to reacquaint himself with some folks that may have lost sight of what that name means and how powerful that name is. He wants to introduce himself as God and the name that he gave us when he walked on the flesh. He wants to introduce himself to some folks today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you'll bow your heads with me as we seek him. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your presence that we already feel in this place. Lord, you're good. Your mercies endureth forever. We call on your name, Jesus, your mighty name, Jesus, to anoint us, to anoint this sanctuary. Lord, let your word go forth. It pierce hearts, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. If we're going to call on the name, we need to know the name. If we're going to walk in the name, we need to understand the name. And if we're going to live in the name, we better love that name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. I've got a few thoughts written down, but we're going to see what the Holy Ghost does today, where the Holy Ghost leads us, because Jesus wants to make it known. That name, there's no other name. We can call on no other name. That's the only name that we can call on. Hallelujah. There's approximately 7.4 billion people in the world right now. That's a lot of names. That's a lot of names. Out of all those people, out of those 7.4 billion people, there's a lot of talented people, a lot of gifted people, a lot of people that have been trained to help people, to help us. Doctors, surgeons, medics, psychologists, everything that, that we could ask for and need. There's a lot of people that are trained to do those things. But there's only one name that I can call on in the middle of the night. There's only one name that comes to me in the middle of the night when I can't sleep. There's only one name that can heal my body. There's only one name that can do all those things, and that's Jesus. I can call a doctor. They can be on call 24 hours. I can call on them anytime. I can call our pastor. We can call on anybody we want, but there's only one name that's going to set us free. There's only one name. That's going to heal my body when I have no, well, a bad doctor report that says, what are you going to do now? The enemy starts getting in my mind saying, what now? Who are you going to call on now? What are you going to do now? There's only one name that heals. The doctors can administer medicine. Hallelujah. The pharmacist can come up with drugs and, and medications for us. But there's only one name that can reverse a doctor's report. There's only one name that can change my financial situation. That's Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God in Jesus' name. And we, we know a lot of people, a lot of names that we come to lean on in our lives. A lot of names that we look to in our lives. Patriarchs and matriarchs in our lives that we fall into. Growing up, it's that one person that we feel like we can always call. That one person that we can just lean on and they're going to help us and be there. I know, I know my, my mom's here today and her mother, my grandma, was one of those people for me. My whole life, just being able to see her and be in her presence. Whatever it may have been, you just knew things were better when she was there. Whatever you were going through, you just knew things would be better and you would be okay if she was there. Now, she was just a coal miner's daughter from Stearns, Kentucky. Didn't have a great education, but had education in life. And had to do what she could do in the depression. The depression was tough on everybody, but if you're in a small coal mining town... Trust me, it's tough. So she just made a way. And that was somebody that, that we could, you know, lean on and look to and say, 
you know, if things are bad or things are tough, I can call her up. Or I can just go see her and you'll, you'll start to feel better. But the thing is, those people come and go in our lives. We can't always have them. We don't always have them to look to. We don't, we don't always have them to pick up a phone and call or text or email or go visit. They're not always going to be there. So Jesus is saying, no, I'm the way. I'm the truth. And I'm the life. Look to me. Come to me. You can't lean on them for, the, for your entire life. They're going to come and go. Kings and kingdoms come and go. They all fade away. But there's something about that name. Something about that name that stays. The rock of ages. The rock of ages cleft for me that I can call on anytime. Thank you, Jesus. It's that name. That one name. People we love, but they can't do everything for us. He's the only one that knows the intricacies of our hearts and our minds. We don't even completely understand ourselves. Sometimes depressions, whatever, kick in, and we can't even figure it out ourselves. But Jesus knows. He's the one that knows. When we don't even know what to pray, just call on that name. Just call on that name. I can't explain. I couldn't explain to my grandma some of the things that I was going through. But it was just being in her presence that made me feel better. But I didn't get completely healed. I didn't get completely okay. When I left, it was still a problem. But Jesus, but Jesus, thank you, Jesus. I can call on that name, and I can have peace. I can have peace of mind. I can walk into a situation tomorrow at a workplace that I don't even know how I'm going to go back to, and it's okay because that presence is there. That name is there. I can go home today to a family, to a life where it's broken, something's broken, and I know that that name is with me, and that peace is with me. It's that name. No other name that can do that. No other name by which I'm saved. No other name that I can call on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And what a wonderful revelation of the name that we have. What a wonderful revelation that we get to have in this life today, in this day and age, that they haven't always had. They didn't have that in the Old Testament, but we have that revelation. I've been in hospital rooms and homes where fear was so thick. People were just scared. They didn't know what to do. Getting ready to go into surgeries. Homes of people broken. Tragedies just happen. Confusion has taken place, but all those things are principalities. They have no strength over the name of Jesus. As soon as you're in that atmosphere and you call on that name, as soon as you call on that name in that atmosphere, that fear has to leave. That principality has to leave. The name of Jesus has authority over that principality. Let me tell you right now, whenever you have that fear come about, Call on that name. Don't forget that name. There's no other name that you can call on but the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It dissipates. Demons can't stand that name. They can't, they can't be in the presence of that name. They have to flee in that name. Those hospital rooms, all of a sudden you call on that name and you say a prayer. All of a sudden a peace comes over, a comfort comes over. Whether they have to go into the surgery or not or God performs a miracle, whatever it is, but that peace comes over. That name comes over that room. That name takes over the situation. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Principalities, that's what we face. I went through something recently that I think God put me through just for today to talk about. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities. The word tells us that, but how many times do we continually find ourselves wrestling with flesh and blood? Meanwhile, Jesus is saying, that's not what you're wrestling the word is saying that's not what you're wrestling. It's principalities that you're wrestling. Understand that. 
a couple weeks ago, for a month or so, I had been under just uh, some attack that I couldn't even wrap my mind around. I didn't even understand exactly what was happening. I couldn't grasp it. For some reason, I just thought, well, you know what? This is something that I have to figure out. I've kind of talked to God about it, but I've got to wrap my mind around it. I've got to figure it out. And we find ourselves doing that way too much, all too often trying to say, well, I, you know, this is something I've been through my whole life. This is a generational curse that's been passed down. This is something that my parents went through, my grandparents went through, whatever the case may be. So I've got to just figure this out and keep dealing with it. Meanwhile, Jesus is saying, you don't have to keep dealing with that anymore. That's what I hung on a cross for. That's what I was beaten for. You don't have to deal with that anymore. It's my name. Can you just call on my name one more time? My presence is enough. Thank you, Jesus. But we keep fighting, we keep dealing and wrestling with it. Jacob, wrestling, we're wrestling, wrestling and fighting with it, trying to figure it out. If I can just figure this out one more time, if I can just figure this out, if I can just fight this in my mind. And it was about one or two in the morning, I don't know, and I was awake just battling these, these, these thoughts or these, these struggles. And I just said, I gave up. Lord, I can't take it anymore. I can't win. I said, I can't win. Something's got to change right now. And all of a sudden, in the bedroom, above me, and I, I have felt evil presences before attack me in the sleep. I've, I've been attacked, and you call on that name, and, the, and the, the, the devil flees. But this was different. This was just, God, let me feel the principality. I didn't feel attacked. I wasn't afraid. But I just felt and saw in my mind's eye a principality hovering above the room. And God said, that's what's in your mind. It's a principality. It's not flesh and blood. It's not your own battle. This is a principality. Do you see and feel that right now? That's not what you think it is. That's not something you're going to fight in your own mind and come away in victory. And you're going to keep fighting day after day if that's what you keep trying to do. And you're going to keep struggling with it. But when you see it and recognize it as a principality, then you're going to know how to fight it. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And the only thing that's going to take a principality out is the name of Jesus. And that's what I called on. Thank you, Jesus. It instantly left. Peace came over that room instantly. That stronghold left instantly because I gave it to God. I said, Jesus, take this. And I know we can do that sometimes, but you got to understand when you quit fighting... When you say, I'm going to quit holding on, this isn't my fight, this isn't my battle, I don't wrestle against flesh and blood, he can take over. But we keep fighting ourselves, we keep fighting that flesh and blood, and we keep losing day after day. We'll have a victory, we'll come into a service, have a powerful service, the word of God moves, we come up to the altar, we get blessed, we're crying in the tears, but by the time we get home, what's happened? Flesh and blood, flesh and blood's taken over. Somebody's acted up on the road. Whatever the case is going on, somebody cut you off. The kids are acting up in the back seat. Whatever the case may be, back to flesh and blood. No, no, I'm not going to fight that battle, Satan. I'm not going to let you take my blessing that I just got in service today. I'm not going to let you take the victory in Jesus that I just got today. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep fighting this fight with principalities in Jesus' name and say, that's my fight, Jesus Enemy, you want to fight? Go to Jesus. Enemy, you want to come at me? Go to Jesus. 
Enemy, you want to attack my family? Go to Jesus. Enemy, you want to attack my finances? You got to go to Jesus because this is a principality. I'm only flesh and blood. Thank you, Jesus. It's just like Peter said. Jesus said, well, who do people say I am? Who are people saying I am? Some say Elijah. Some say Moses, whatever. But Peter said, you're the Christ. You're the Christ. Jesus said, flesh and blood did not tell you this. God told you this. That's again, flesh and blood doesn't tell us these things. Flesh and blood doesn't win these battles. It's Jesus, just like he told Peter. Flesh and blood. Don't trust your flesh and blood, Peter. Trust in me. Trust in the name. Trust in who you see in front of you, Peter. That's the name. That's the one that you can lean on. Thank you, Jesus. That revelation that we have, that we're blessed to have today because of God, because of God coming down in the flesh, living the spotless life as Jesus. What a revelation we have. Thank you, Jesus. But the Old Testament, we can look at and see how God revealed himself in pieces throughout time. To Abraham, he was different. To Isaac, or to Isaac and different to Moses, constantly revealing himself, constantly pointing at the New Testament, constantly pointing at Jesus, revealing a little at a time. For Moses, they got to see him as a deliverer to get out of Egypt. But for Abraham, he told him and he changed his name. That's the importance that Jesus looks at in names, that God looks at in names. He changes names of people, just like the significance of his name. But the Old Testament, they were constantly pointing at Jesus, constantly pointing at Jesus, the prophets. I turned my eyes to which the hills of my help comes from, the hills of Nazareth, which is in Galilee. That's a mountainous range. A range. That's where my help comes from, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. That's where my help comes from. But still, the presence of God in the Old Testament was still there and had power. And they got to see that power, just not like we get to see today. And call on that name, but they saw that power. Dagon was a god of the, of the Philistines. A huge monument they built of him. Statues of him. False god. A false god. They took the ark into the same room that Dagon was in. They came back the next morning and Dagon was face down. He couldn't stand. That false god couldn't stand in the presence of God. It couldn't stand in the presence of Jesus. False gods can't stand in that presence. Only the name of Jesus can stand alone. There is none above him. There is none beside him. That's the name. Dagon has fallen. Amen. The presence. What's the presence in our homes? What's the presence in our lives? There's a, a radio station, a Christian radio station that has what they call a 30-day challenge. I can't remember which one it is. But they say... They challenge people that are kind of in or out of church or whatever the case may be and say, you know, will you uh, listen to our station for 30 days and see what it changes in your life. See how it changes your life when you get to work. And people call in with testimonies all the time how it's changed their life. But I challenge us to look at our homes, to look at what we're entertaining to look at what's happening in our homes. And this isn't a doctrine that I'm talking about salvation and I don't make any apologies because it's just the truth. But we have to look at our lives, our homes. Homes are being broken. Jobs, families, children. We're wondering why our children are running astray and doing crazy things. Why our finances are torn apart. Why our marriages are going off. Why are these things happening? And I can say, we can look at our homes and say, 
is the presence, is that ark in that place. Has Dagon fallen in your home? I'm not talking against just television. I understand that we watch it and it's part of our home. But I challenge us, if we turn that off for one week, if we turn the TV off for one week, if we turn the internet off for one week and prayed together, read the word together, talked about Jesus together, exalted the name of Jesus together. Listen, I don't make apologies because I can promise you what would happen. Your home would change. The atmosphere in your home would change. Circumstances would change. Relationships would change. That's the power of the name. It's just, it happens. That's what he does. That's why they make that challenge to their listeners. They know what's going to happen. I don't have to make a guarantee. I know I've lived it. I know what happens when we fast the television in our home. It's on very rarely in our home anyway. But when we fast it, things start happening spiritually. Something starts to happen in the atmosphere. And it's that spiritual warfare taking place. It's those strongholds that come from those devices that we exalt those Dagons, those false gods, those things start to consume our home and consume our minds. The radio stations that we listen to on the way to work, what are they exalting? What are our children listening to? What is that exalting? When we take that out and we start exalting the name of Jesus, things start to change. Hallelujah. That name changes everything. That name cuts through the atmosphere and breaks the principalities that are coming against us. That's the power of the name. Satan was created to be a minstrel to God. That was what Lucifer did. That's why he was created, and that's why he has power over the airways. But when we call that name, when we say that name, that power is gone. It has no power, no matter what he wants to do, no matter what he puts in our influences. We call on that name, it cuts through the atmosphere, and something changes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. But in the New Testament, we got that revelation. Thank you, Jesus. He walked here in the flesh. Talked to us in the flesh. Taught us in the flesh. Gave us this word. Hallelujah. Gave us our salvation plan. In the name of Jesus. That's why we're baptized in the name of Jesus. God in the flesh walked this earth. Gave us victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Gave us victory in his name. Thank you, Jesus. I can think of an instance when... The demoniac was there on the shore. These, this legion of demons had possessed this man to a point where he cut himself. They tied him up, tied him to the tombs, got rid of him, got him out of town. Nothing could change this man's life. Nothing could break this bondage. Nothing could clear these demons out of his mind and out of his body. But Jesus, Jesus, the Bible says he saw him far off come. The demoniac saw him from far off, far off, and it says he ran to Jesus. He ran to Jesus, and I can just picture in my mind's eye these demons that were possessing this man, seeing the same thing, seeing Jesus coming on this boat, saying, oh, no, no way. It's not our time yet. It's not our time yet. We still have power. This is still our time. This is still our place. We're abiding in this man. This is our victory right now. But he saw Jesus. And no, nothing could keep that man from running to Jesus. Nothing could keep him from running to his victory and saying, you know what? I'm possessed. Nobody, I'm, I'm naked all the time. I'm cutting myself. They've kicked me out. They've changed me, chained me up. I have no power over this demon. But this one coming does. 
the presence that I feel coming does. And he ran to him. And Jesus said, no, no more legions. It's not your day anymore. I'm going to set this man free in the name of Jesus. That's the power of Jesus. Legions of demons had no power over one man. God in the flesh. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Jesus' name. He's going to set some people free today. The power of that name is going to set some people free today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. He's going to do it today. Some people need to find him again today. Thank you, Jesus. I can see us. I can see our homes. Too many of our homes, we've gotten away. We've gotten caught up in the, in the daily living. We've gotten caught up in this world, caught up in our finances, our jobs, advancements in our jobs, sports for our kids, everything that consumes our mind. And these demons are coming against us, attacking us. We may not be possessed by, like this demoniac, but there's certainly principalities coming against our mind, influencing our homes. All the while, these demons are in there saying, they just won't call the name anymore. If they call that name, though, I know what's going to happen. But let's just keep filling their mind. Let's just keep filling their heart with dis distractions. Let's keep coming against them. Make the kids act up. Bring trouble to the job trouble in your family, whatever it may be, keep them distracted. Then they're going to keep leaning on those other people, not having victory for long. They might start feeling good for a minute, but they've stopped calling on that name. They've stopped calling on that name. We've got some victory in this home. But finally, somebody says, you know what? I know what, I, what name I can call on again. Somebody remembers something, a, a, a revelation. Somebody remembers a testimony that they had. And they can call on that name again and say, no more. No more, Satan. No more demons coming against this home. I'm going to call on that name. And when we do, those, those demons tremble again. And they flee because they can't stand to be in that presence. They can't be in the presence of the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Call on that name. Don't stop calling on that name. Don't stop calling on the name Jesus. There's no other name. No other name by which I'm saved. Don't stop calling it. If you haven't called on it in a while, call on it today. Call on it today. If you haven't met him, meet him today. If you need to be reacquainted, be reacquainted today with the name of Jesus. The delivering power of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Too many people are also gripped up in condemnation. Caught up in things that we've done and, and, and Satan has trapped us into that thought. Kept us from calling that name because we feel like I can't, I can't call on it anymore. I can't. Jesus is, he's walked away from me. He's never walked away from us. He's not walked away from us. Sin's been judged, but we've not been judged yet. Don't let that condemnation grip your mind and cause you to quit calling on that name. Thank you, Jesus. Peter, Peter denied him. Peter denied him, and when Jesus rose... He was afraid of what, what Jesus would say. But what did Jesus say? Where's Peter? Where's Peter? Don't let that condemnation keep you from that name. Don't let that, that condemnation grip you and distort your relationship with Jesus. He said, where's Peter? Too many of us, we leave the church. We leave calling on the name of Jesus. We leave God because somebody's hurt us. Because, because somebody's talked about us. Because we think we don't care. We've stopped coming. we stopped serving for the right reasons. Jesus is the name. There's no other name. 
We're not here because of our pastor even. We're not here because of an organization. We're not here because of what somebody else wants us to be here for. We're here for Jesus. We're here for that name. That's the name. That's why we're here. Don't stop serving God because somebody's talked about you. Don't stop calling the name of Jesus because of what somebody's done to you. Don't let that chase you away. Are you serving that name? Are you coming for a family member? Are you coming because your mom and dad brought you? If the young people are coming for that, they need to have that relationship themselves. You need to teach your children to have their own relationship with God. You need to pray that they have their own relationship with God. Because that's the only way they're going to make it. That's the only way each of us are going to make it is that name. Calling on that name. No other name. That's the name by which I'm saved. That's the name by, I'm going to call on every time I need something. Thank you, Jesus, for saints that help us. Thank you for friends. Thank you, Lord, for our pastor. Thank you for people that, ministers and people that we get close to that we can call on. But it's that name. No other name that I can call on. No other name that's going to save me. Thank you, Jesus. But Satan's put so many yokes on so many people. He's choked us and caused us to think, well, this is just who I am. This is just what I am. This is what I'm trapped in. This is, I can't break free from this yoke. This one's got a hold of me. I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm going to church. I'm serving God. I'm paying my tithes. I'm praying. I'm reading my Bible. But this yoke, this one just has a hold of me. It's that one thing that I can't break free from. It's that one principality that I can't break from. The name of Jesus can set you free. The name of Jesus can change that today. Hallelujah. In a few minutes, we're going we're gonna to have an altar call. And I encourage you, if you need to meet Jesus today, to come. I encourage you, if you need to be reacquainted with Jesus today, come. I encourage us all to come because we all need the name of Jesus. I know what people are going back to tomorrow, what people are going home to today. I know what your family members are going through, but it's that name. It's that name that can set them free. Come up and intercede for somebody today. Take that name home with you today. Take that name into your life tomorrow don't leave that here today. Don't let that yoke leave here today. Whatever yoke Satan is putting upon you, Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He'll break that yoke. The name of Jesus has power over all principalities. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I think this would be a good time for our musicians to come. And I want to encourage us today to just remember that place that he took you to when you were first saved. That place that he took you to when you first met him. That place, that feeling that you had when you first met Jesus. And remember that name that you called on when you didn't know what to do. In the middle of the night when you had no other way. When the doctor gave you that report but something happened. Something changed. When the bank account was empty but something changed. Remember that time. There's some people here today that have forgot. There's some people here today that, that haven't even met that name, that don't even know the power of that name. If you want to be baptized in the name of Jesus and take that name on today, you can take that name on into your life today. That's what we do when we go down in that water. You come up in Jesus' name. You go down in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. When you come up, that's your new name. That's the name that you take on. 
That's the name that has power and authority over every principality coming against your family today. You have the ability to take that name on today. I encourage you, like Brother Fossell said, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, to seek him today. He's going to do something in your life today. That name, that's the name. That's the name we're going to seek today. Can you stand with me? Can we raise our hands and seek him right now? Can we seek him right now? Thank you, Jesus. Victory has a name, and it's Jesus. The altars are open right now. I encourage you to please come to seek him today, to find him today in the name of Jesus. Let that name change your life today. Let that name do something in your life today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Victory has a name. And it's Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Seek that name today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Redemption has a name, and it's Jesus. Stay right there. We say holiness has a name, and it's Jesus. Victory has a name, and it's Jesus.